0: Welcome to Pixelated Realms, your guide through the digital landscape, untangling the mysteries of your favorite titles and discussing the latest and greatest in video game fun. I'm your host, Alex Salerno, and alongside me is my brother, Tyler.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back.
0: Hey, and we also have a special guest, Naomi, joining us because she didn't want to go to bed early, so this little one-year-old girl is, is going to probably be saying a few words. Um, <laughs> so if you hear that, that's what that is. But, uh, so I just got back from vacation so i haven't actually played a lot of new stuff but what have you been
1: up to i have been up to uh to one thing pretty pretty heavily uh the last couple of weeks here um i believe uh last episode we talked about the release of cyberpunk 2077 phantom liberty uh expansion and since then i have thus uh spent about 60 hours playing it um <laughs> <laughs> and uh i i'm Really, really enjoying it. Uh, I have uh, beat it, and I went ahead and so basically, I beat it with one. You know, with with games that have multiple selections, you just can't help but to want to see what all the avenues are. So I beat it with one yeah. choice, and then I loaded my save file and beat it with the other choices. Of course, and uh, it was just a really um, fantastic story, very cool like addition to the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if any of our listeners are still holding off on cyberpunk 2077 and haven't beat or haven't uh, played it yet. I very, very highly recommend it. I think honestly, at this point, I'm, I think it is my favorite RPG, open world RPG of all time. Uh, I'm I'm saying it. I'm saying it.
0: Nice. I, you know, you're not the only person I've seen online that said that I've seen a few people who are like, you know what, like now this is like the best game I've played of this genre, like ever. And it's amazing how it's gone from, like, this massive disappointment to now possibly the best, you know, open yeah. world action RPG, cyberpunk shooter, whatever, however many things you want to add to that. But, like, the best that it's been. And I agree. Like, I, where it is now is is so much better than where it started. And I'm so glad that they committed to quality and were able to, you know, admit to themselves, like, hey, this was not where we wanted it to be. Uh, we, we are, we made adjustments, you know, with the 2.0 drop. I mean, I was texting people and I was like, Hey, I know you were disappointed with cyberpunk, but now's the time to jump back in. Cause I have your friends were like, Hey, just tell me when I need to play
1: this game because obviously it wasn't ready when it came out. And so I was like, Hey, now's the time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fair. I mean, I think with the 2.0 update, and I know we talked about this a little bit last, uh, uh, in our last episode, you know reforming the skill tree was a big part of the equation um most certainly um the 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 skills just didn't quite feel impactful enough um some of them felt like they were absolutely necessary some of them felt like they were a waste of your skill point um yeah. given that you only have limited skill points now they have more of a traditional like tier system and each point has a much more significant impact than uh it used to um they really just top-to-bottom redid it, and they they created a lot of, like, things that, personally, I find to be very nice, in the sense that, like, in the sense that, you know, for example, if you go really heavy as a net runner you know, now there's bonuses for using sp- specific smart weapons with your Netrunner builds. Right. So, like, instead of it just kind of being, like, you know, like, oh, I'm kind of good at this, or I have these specific, like, traits like now there's like synergies that work together really well. Um and uh and honestly I don't even use smart weapons even though I'm full net render build, I don't even use smart weapons, but I'm still like I like that there's like some kind of synergistic options now. Um which I mean it's just it's just too much fun, honestly. I mean there's just so much to do. Um the storytelling and the dialogue is just way better than almost all rpgs and and to be perfectly honest like not to crap on starfield or anything but like just like playing that and then going back to cyberpunk it was just kind of like wow this is a completely different level of storytelling feel
0: free to crap on starfield a little bit i heard i i I haven't verified this myself but i heard somewhere that it's like the lowest rated bethesda game now even under fallout 76
1: wow (laughs) oh my
0: gosh this is coming from i personally like enjoy the game mostly but I also like just kind of putzing around in space and just enjoying this the the world and stuff like that. So I'm like I'm an explorer type of player. But uh I totally get it. Like if you're like <laughs> Like, that's not for everybody. It's actually not even for most people. So, like, the game... the game, I hope they pull a
1: Cyberpunk and... I was about to say, I, <laughs> I get this idea that, like, they need to do their own little Cyberpunk year and a half of development because... It's so common now, too,
0: which is so weird. I think we talked yeah. about this... Oh, you know what? It might have been the missing... The Lost episode it it
1: that we was. talked about
0: this, but how that's, like, kind of a norm now where it's, like, they don't... You know, back in the day... They would deliver a game, and it had to be the only game because there was no such thing as a software update. Uh, And it, but you know, also, uh, you know, before you know, everyone's like, you know, gets mad about me saying that. It's like the games are also a thousand times simpler. So there's this kind of balance now between like, okay, do we want it out now, or do we want it out later? Hmm. Lose a little bit of money, and and have a higher like.
1: Well, I'm going to say quality, but like, you know, higher scored game, for instance. So there's I kind mean, of this that's like... what it is. I mean, they're, they are saying like, OK, we can collect more money now, you know, and then continue developing it. And, you know, it's it's such a short sighted way of developing video games and like, but it's just so common nowadays, unfortunately, it just doesn't feel like. I I get like even the best of the best developers I can't even think of like they still do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it just kind of is this like unfortunate mm. consequence of of like the video game industry right now and their yeah. desire to continue to produce, you know, these games as quickly as possible.
0: Yeah, I mean the video game industry is so cutthroat. And and when we say developers too, it's mm. so funny. So like the, there's a huge spectrum on the developer you know, line, right? There's all the way from like you have like the ground level guys who have like the, the software engineers and the artists and the designers and the the producers and stuff like that. And then you have the like higher level directors and like C level guys who are making a lot of the big
1: decisions. And yeah, we're using it in a very general <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: term. <laughs> and so it's like I, I guarantee you the the guys on the ground are like they don't want any of this shit, right? They don't they they're not. They're not thinking about the day-to-day money, so they're just thinking about I want to make the best damn product I can, and that's a lot of the time why you get crunch, right? And I'm not just fine. I'm not saying crunch is good. Absolutely not. But a lot of developers are very passionate about their um, jobs and about the games that they work on, and so they put in those hours, pseudo voluntarily, even though it's kind of a culture thing. And I'm against crunch. I'm going to say that officially. But I'm just saying like they're not. Trying to release games that aren 't fun, right they are trying to produce the best thing that they can, but then they 're getting pressure from those high level directors and who are then getting pressure stakeholders, from, this, yeah. Yeah, it's from the yeah yes, from from the C levels and the stakeholders exactly, and those people are like, "Hey, we need this we, this is the buzz right now this is, we've somebody promised this, and now we have to deliver it. Oh, we need more money. We told somebody at a revenue shareholders' meeting that we need to do this now, so like they 're getting all these like things and all this pressure from people and so they end up releasing the best thing that they can but they like have to still make their bosses happy you know what i mean
1: yeah and it's it's really tough and it's it's not something um i necessarily have a good answer for you know it's it's i i can kind of see you know how that how that develops that being said like i think a lot of the gaming community feels like us in the sense that it's just like Take your time, man. Like, we yeah. can wait an extra year if to get a better game. And a better game will make you more money. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. uh, it, I think, it, yeah. Yeah, it, it's,
0: I I totally agree. But at the same time, I'm going to play Devil's Advocate a little bit. Because sometimes they don't have, like, the money for that extra year, right? Like, some of these studios, like some studios do, obviously, like, Activision, like, big titles. Or, like, you know, the Microsofts and stuff like that obviously have money to kind of, but some companies are like we have planned for three years we have three years of money and after that we are broke so it's like we have to make the best thing that we can in that time and we have to make money you know that's
1: where early access comes from right where it's just like okay we're a small development team or you know sometimes not and uh we need funding like so if you're interested buy the game so we can continue making it right (laughs) it's almost like an interest gauge as well right um but, yeah I mean it's it's we get results like you know, I was so excited, I played cyberpunk on day one, and it just didn't run on my computer I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, I do have a better computer now, so I think that definitely plays into it, but it's there's a lot of things that have also changed that aren't you know software related or optimization related, and yeah. uh yeah in. You know it's 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 just tough i don't I don't think I really have like a crazy uh opinion on it. I just think that you know it's worth putting in the extra time i'm patient, I'm willing to wait um but you know yeah th- then again, like you know these cycle like we've said these cycles are incredible um they're fast they're fast paced they're you know they're they try to create this schedule, and then five years later, when they're done developing you know things look a lot different right so things don't always go as planned and, and you know any yeah. business understands yeah. that um so yeah it's really tough and i'm glad they got their act together i saw a post that was saying something around like they had to spend 120 million dollars yeah. to you know get it to where it was yeah. or something so um it's well worth it though because this is i don't, to me one of the most legendary games of all time totally. um i love the storytelling i love the the combat, I love the world. Uh, the music is incredible. Yeah, the music. Yeah. So there's uh, as I've been floating around playing this new DLC, they've introduced us some really cool new features. Um, car combat was introduced in update 2.0, but that comes along with new gigs, and so basically you'll be driving along and you'll find a car that basically you are hired to steal and you know you go kill the guys which you know or or incapacitate them you steal the car and then you have to go and deliver it while you're getting chased usually or you're delivering it in a certain uh timeline or both and uh and basically you get these really great rewards for doing this including like skill shards money and and all the materials in, you need for crafting yeah but you also get and and I'll I'll tell the good people of our podcast just in case they play the game you also get a discount code, essentially, for purchasing in-game cars. So I did a few of these missions, right? And I'm, like, collecting these discounts. And I'm like, okay, I got, like, five of these discounts now. Like, what is going on? Are they stacking? Like, is this for five different cars? Like, what's going on? So I log on to the, uh, the in-game website that allows you to go buy the car... And it, my first car had, like, an 89% discount on it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. That's awesome. So I was like, this is great. I have an 89% discount on every car I purchase now. This is wonderful. So I go and purchase, like, the first car. Oh, is it once? And then it's and used? And then it was a one-time <laughs> use. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> So basically, I built up, like, five or six discounts, spent it on one car. And then and then the next time I got the discount code I went back and it had like a you know 20% off on so so you can build them up purchase the most expensive vehicle possible um and then you know just continue on your way so uh but yeah the new cars with weapons are super fun uh, I already purchased they have this one car that you can get that has like rockets on the back and so you're just like hailing like hellfire rockets like on people as you're driving around it's just it's hilarious it's so much fun now we just need that in starfield (laughs) right um i mean you know the the story was really good too in this dlc like it's very as you'll see on like you know the forums and reddits and all that uh it's very like spy you know-esque um very, like, it definitely feels like a Night City, James Bond, you know, plot. I mean, that sounds awesome. Yeah, no, it's great. And I, I like, really don't want to ruin things for anyone, but there's some really, like, cool, like, things you do. Um And you get to like keep some of those things. And so it's like, yeah, like when you walk away, you're like, damn, like, all right, I'm a secret agent. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) And the new weapons, the new iconic weapons you get are really awesome in the new DLC area. Um, So just like in general, you know, as a good DLC should, they just added in a whole bunch of really cool things that makes the game even more fun. The location is super cool. The boss is very, or the, uh, you know, kind of the villain character is really interesting. Um, you know, it's it's also highly, like, when I say spy thriller, kind of, it has that, like, who's double-crossing me? Everyone's double-crossing me, or right. are they? You know, the like, classic. it has that, yeah, that classic, like, you can't trust anyone vibe to it. Um, that's why, you know, that's kind of a big reason why I had to go through every single ending option because <laughs> I like needed to know who was double crossing me and who wasn't going <laughs> to double cross me. And uh, yeah, in the end, after like my, the fourth ending, I was like, okay, I think I'm just going to move forward with this ending. Cause I pissed the least amount of people off,
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. Right.
1: but there's some dark ass endings. Like, I mean, there's some really like, it's dark. But nice. um, so you could be yeah. like, as bad as you want to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like it's I, I can't really say much without ruining it, but like you can really, you know, you really kind of have uh your your selection and and how brutal you want to be or how good of a uh United States spy uh or uh, sorry, new United States spy, that's the name of the country and right. Cyberpunk uh you want to be and uh and yeah, it's uh it's it's it can get pretty dark in some of the endings. That being said, the one thing I do want to mention um, is if you choose one particular ending, the game actually—and I'm not even exaggerating—literally just flips a switch and goes straight to horror game. Yeah, yeah I'm not even. You, you choose. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't explain without ruining it. You're gonna have to go play it yourself but one of the endings it switches to fully alien isolation mode and you are sneaking around this complex trying to do a task and you are being chased by an incredibly smart thing that is trying to kill you and uh it's not like subtle like you don't have an option to hurt it you don't have an option to like it is it is alien isolation like you have to avoid it oh, and so i, love I that. was and it's creepy like it's very you know the vibe changes significantly and i was like the whole time i'm like like i kind of knew it was coming cuz i saw some posts about it but i was still like so surprised how much it changed um so yeah definitely try that out um cuz you'll you'll enjoy it
0: nice that sounds great yeah i mean i i keep i want to jump into it so bad and i haven't just haven't had the time that sounds awesome. I love when they get like really creative with kind of, you know, the 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 yeah. world and everything like that that they're dealing like with. Like what
1: the game is, they they didn't they weren't afraid to pivot, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then on the other end, if you choose the other ending, it's basically like an all-out brawl like Firefight kind of thing. So right. they're very contrasting in that sense, which is uh, you know, which is cool. It, it, that being said though, it, you know, doesn't feel like you're getting the whole story without doing both endings, you know. So I, I it's one of those games, almost like Mass Effect, which yeah, also, a... all, Mass Effect Two probably before this game was my favorite RPG of all time. Uh, you know, you have to play it more than once, which is just so awesome, you know, and and so fun.
0: Yeah, see where it, where it takes you, and like how different you feel at the end of it. It given even though like eighty percent of it has been the same, you're like, wow. This, like, last little bit really makes me feel like the world is completely different, which is cool. It's cool that games could do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's a whole new ending that's associated with this DLC. Um, I haven't done that yet because I'm still... Uh... Oh, the
0: main campaign.
1: Correct. The To the main oh. campaign, there is a different ending, and I think I am there, but I'm still, like, 100%ing the little, you know, I'm god mode right now, running around killing everyone right. and having too much fun. So as soon yeah. as I decide to uh, <laughs> to do it, I'll let you guys know. But uh, it is, uh, it's just been amazing. It, it's it's really quite interesting. I think it's actually going to uh, be a completely different ending than the other options uh, from the original game.
0: Yeah, you know, I only did one because when I beat it at the time, it was still like in its kind of uh, phase. And so I was like, okay, if I'm gonna go back and do all these endings, I'm gonna wait until they've like fixed it, which obviously they have now. So I'm kind of excited to go through and and see what all the endings were. Um, to yeah. I don't remember. think
1: I think I was like a sellout basically the, when I first did it. <laughs> oh my gosh, which did you choose? The one where you let Arisaka try to cure you? I think that one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, that one's the darkest one. Like yeah. I I was like, "No, I did that one and I was like, yeah, no, I'm not saving my game." For this. <laughs> like, um honestly, my personal favorite without going into any spoilers is the Nomad finish uh on the original game. I just I just thought it was like basically like you know, you just kind of like you get with the uh with the Nomad, the um the Alcanados' i'm like am i saying that right they all something like that pam's crew um, yeah Amp, pan amp's crew yep and you basically like bust into arasaka you do the, the the thing and then you kind of just bail on night city and like as my character started as a street uh kid it kind of like felt like this like i don't know it just kind of felt right like it was just like, like a you know i was this street kid and then like You know, I met Pan Am and romanced her, and then we bust through Arasaka and leave Night City, you know, the legends that we were kind of thing. Yeah, like the final
0: fuck you, and like. Yeah.
1: And unfortunately, your character in that ending is still dying, so it could be like a two week little journey. (laughs) It is, you know. know. You're still going to be with Pan Am, so.
0: (laughs) That's hilarious.
1: Yeah no they've they've done a really impressive job. I'm already looking forward to the next one. I am curious how uh if you know if if anyone doesn't know they're actually switching off of their uh their red engine which is the engine yeah. they developed to make this game because for a whole lot of reasons. <laughs> uh and they're going back to Unreal Engine for the second rendition of the game. Yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. I as much as I understand why they don't want to deal with their own engine anymore. I also am like, is that going to take away some of the, the heart of the game that has now been established That's or an interesting question. Right. Or is it just going to be, feel like nothing ever changed? I might be
0: able to answer a little bit of that, but like, cause so as like a software engineer myself, right. I kind of know what takes place in those engines and stuff like that. And so like, when people refer to, the quote, unquote, an engine, most people don't actually realize what they're talking about because they just think about, Unreal, about Unity and all those things, which are like a all-in-one. But most companies build their own tooling, and okay. that tooling is usually not one app. It's usually many, many apps. And including, like, the things that they will do their 3D modeling in. So maybe they'll 3D model in, like, Maya or whatever. Then they'll use another program to do the rigging, which is, like, the bones and stuff. And then they'll drag that into another program, which will convert it into the stuff, into whatever format that they use custom in their own engine. And then they'll have their own built engine team that has built their own, like, rendering pipeline and all these complicated things. And, and so that takes a lot of manpower. It takes a ton. Sorry, Naomi's like trying to get my attention. <laughs> uh, it takes a lot of manpower to to keep those things going. When a new trend comes out, like a new technology, you have to then learn that technology and bake it into your engine. Which is why, like things like um, Bethesda, like games look so old for so long, is because they took a really long time to add the new technology in. And so, right. uh, so one of the benefits of using something like Unreal Engine is they don't have to worry about that shit anymore, right? But on yeah. the flip side. Now you have to relearn everything from the beginning and then you have to learn how they how Unreal does it because they might use the same like technology um theoretically like like the theory side of the technology but their actual like imp- how they implement that's going to be totally different. Um however on the on the other side of that because it's like a, a, a freely available tool, you're going to have a, more people that actually will know how to use it because if you have a proprietary tool that you only use within your company you have to teach every single person who comes into your company how to use that tool
1: which right is, and that sure. that, that yeah. makes perfect sense right where it's like okay if everyone you know okay i have you know five years of unity experience right? well we use our our own you know engine well, how much red engine
0: experience do you have well exactly. uh none because i've never fucking worked
1: here before Yeah, because i can't touch it yeah exactly e- exactly, exactly. And I, I get that, and that all makes sense to me, and hopefully that just means that developers can work faster and better and spend more time, you know, doing yeah. their thing. Um, so, I uh, so think uh, it's yeah.
0: kind of crazy in the modern age that companies still build their own from scratch as often as they do because I, Unreal and, like, all those other companies, they honestly just do it so well, specifically Unreal, really. They kind of cornered the market. Like, Unity is good, but it, that's nowhere near as good as Unreal.
1: They have recently really taken a hit with their <laughs> I, yeah with I know their PR. <laughs>
0: right, well, they are always fucking up their PR. Let me tell you about that. But as far as technology, they're they're really on it, and it makes a lot of sense to use those kind of things. Um, but I get you know a lot of companies also want the don't want to be tethered to another company, right? Because they they owe uh, Unreal like money basically when they use
1: their yeah. I, it, it, it's it's certainly like forcing a partnership, right? It's saying yeah. like. Okay, we need to work together pretty significantly here if we're gonna use your engine. So I I get it, right? Um, and especially after their success with The Witcher, like I'm sure they were all on like a high and just being yeah. like, yeah, we got this money, let's do it, let's invest, you know, all with the best intentions. Yeah, um, but-
0: I re- I read something. I want to say it was by Jason Schreier, uh, who said like he's like, yeah, he got like the, the inside scoop on it, and he's like, yeah, everyone just kept saying, oh, we made The Witcher, it, you know, like don't worry about it, <laughs> and so they they kind of got. Uh, you know, complacent about
1: <laughs> what they could do. <laughs> Got a little cocky. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think some of that is right. You know, is, is kind of uh justified. I mean, not that like getting cocky is justified, but like, yeah. just <laughs> like they did make an incredible RPG with The Witcher Three, and uh, and obviously Cyberpunk now is really really something to behold. Um, so you know, I think they still have a lot to be proud for. The video game community is notoriously uh, you know harsh initially i i i i guess is the polite way to say it um and you know and so i'm uh, i i'm just so happy that this is a success story you know um and i just you know it's just something that i encourage people to go back to and try again just because it is it is so it's so immersive it probably is the most immersive game i've ever played um i feel Like no other game do I feel like I am, like, my character or I am part of this universe, right? Like, I find myself, I'm literally, I mean, I've also been playing it, like, you know. 10 hours on the weekend and like a couple hours at night after work but it's, it's like i'm like thinking i'm literally thinking they're slaying in my head i'm like oh, oh and you know <laughs> Del- oh, i got a delta and like you know it's like they have all these like and i'm like man this is really like sticking with me <laughs> like and so like and then they you know with the release of uh you know of edge runners like it just heightened everything times 10 so it's it's just such a cool universe i even actually went as far to uh purchase a couple of the comics they've released and right. read them and they were they're really good you know they once again they're just night city stories and uh, i think the most common theme theme of night city stories is that they're incredibly freaking dark yeah <laughs> but, i like um, when
0: i like when stories get a little dark
1: yeah i read the uh the trauma team uh one all the way through and it was this like harrowing story of a trauma team member who her entire team gets murdered, Jesus. but then her next mission, when she gets back on the force, is to protect that guy because he purchased trauma care. Uh. So, like, it was—it's like really effed up. It's—it's—it's <laughs> it's, it's very dark, um, but really good storytelling. And you know, you could argue that there's, you know, some. Uh, some depth to using that darkness as a storytelling mechanic um and and i certainly am enjoying it a lot Well, that's cool uh
0: i want to transition a little bit so kind of on the same idea of like we were talking about kind of like this executive level of game development and stuff like that i do want to talk about call of duty a little bit so i've been playing call of duty 2 I've, i've been playing it since it released obviously but um even the old one the original one but uh Modern Warfare 3 is coming out in, I don't know, like two or three weeks. Or no, like a month. Like a month. And uh so I've been kind of getting back into Call of Duty 2 and trying to like, you know, level up my character again and kind of get used to everything because I, I do love the game. Uh and it just made me like my hatred for season passes just like flare back up. <laughs> and so I got a soapbox for a little bit here because I fucking hate (laughs) season passes it's like one of the most predatory fucking bullshit microtransactions thing like i my mind has trouble even fathoming that somebody pitched this and it was accepted and i'm pretty sure epic actually was one of the first people with fortnite to ever do this so fuck you epic but um (laughs) like you (laughs) i mean i i you know they they basically were told hey you're not allowed to like loot box you're not allowed to gamble right because that's right. gambling and so their alternative solution to anti gambling legislation where they were basically forced by the countries of the world to tell them to stop being a greedy bitch was to then allow you to purchase a pass that you might unlock things in
1: wait wait and, wait, wait 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 so now there's a chance that you unlock things in a game pass
0: well by chance what i mean is when you pay the money, you pay t- your ten dollars, twenty dollars, whatever. You still have to unlock everything in that season pass. You just now know what it is, and so it's like there, if you know, like you have your tiers, you know, one through one hundred or whatever. And each, t- you know, one, two, three, you get like a, a new unlockable. And it's like if you, let's say, you get through like forty, and you end up, you know, life changes or whatever, and you can't finish it at the end of that season, that shit just goes away. But you still paid your ten dollars, so you did not get your money's worth. And in my opinion, it's just like they put like lipstick on a pig, basically. And we're just like, yeah. The only difference now is you're guaranteed the stuff eventually, but uh, but if you you know you you're running out of time, you don't get it anymore. So like you could theoretically buy the season pass, and I've actually done this where I've bought like like in Destiny, you can buy the whole year worth of passes. Um, which is, you know, a good deal for me because I always usually play it. But, like, I didn't do the last season, and I still paid for it, but I don't get any of the things, even though I paid for it already. And it's, like, why... I, like, there's so many things that can fix this problem so easily. And, honestly, I'm going to give major props to the Halo Infinite team because they nailed it. And this, I've literally, like, years before that game came out, I was, like, harboring on this, and I was, like, telling everyone that would fucking listen... Uh, and, you know, I, obviously I had nothing to do with it, but they fucking listen and I love it. and It's brilliant. And what they do is when you buy a season pass, you have it forever and then you can switch to that pass. And if a new season pass comes out, you can buy that one and you can say, which one is my currently active oh. season pass? So you never the money you've paid never goes away. And it's like, oh, if I'm taking longer than the three months or whatever to unlock this thing, then I can do it later and I can even switch back and forth between them. And I was like, how hard is that? It can't be that hard. The fact that they're you're losing the items in your season pass is like it's it's this they're tr- I know I I guarantee yeah. you somebody pitched it as oh, we're creating a sense of rarity in the items. And sure. so if you have that item, it feels like it's rare. And it's like, okay. No, that's the bullshit pr answer the real answer is you're trying to just get everyone's money and run away like and you don't want to put you want to put as minimum effort into the season pass as possible and by having that kind of like extra work is just dev time that they don't want to put in right it's like it's absolutely ridiculous to me
1: yeah and- i agree i mean i don't i didn't know that about halo and that's really a really and really interesting idea um i i personally kind of you know didn't really get into the new halo so i but but i agree in the sense that it's like it seems like they're just kind of like they're trying to create that scarcity like oh i need to go play because i need to take you know play through this battle pass but if i'm only playing the game because i need i want to get the items in the battle pass and then i stop playing like what was the point you know it's exactly it's, i'd rather have a game I I don't mind battle passes in games that I'm actively playing because I want to, right? Like, in the sense, like, um, you know, like, when I was playing a lot of teamfight tactics, like, yeah, I'm playing the game anyway, like, okay, cool, these are totally extra things I don't need. Like, I, I, you know, when you pay 10 bucks or whatever for some additional cosmetics, I don't necessarily mind that all that much, but, like... It just seems like, especially for, you know, depending on the type of game, like, it just seems, like you said, it seems very predatory in the sense that, like, they're they're trying to use essentially just, like, a gimmick to get you back for a short period of time, and they don't really care that you're continuing to play the game, you know? Yeah. They're not working on the game, they're just giving you more cosmetic items that's going to make you, you know, want to be back for a little bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I mean, maybe I'm being a little dramatic about it, but, like, I just I just hate how they treat people like they're idiots in the, like, monetization of video games. And, you know, this goes back to, like, the, the $10 horse armor back in, you know, Oblivion, which is still made fun of, but is probably not even the worst thing anymore. It's, like, a common kind of a thing is pay that much for, like, a hat. You know, which is, like, blows my mind. But uh, it's, like... I forgot. I forgot where I was going with this. I'm just so. <laughs> I'm like so like upset about it. I'm just like ah. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: passes. yeah. I get. I get it. <laughs> I mean,
1: like I said, like it's. It's. I feel like my feelings about it are more determined about how I feel about the game than about the content that they're trying to sell me with the battle pass. So yeah. yeah. Like if I'm really enjoying the game, and I'm gonna be playing round after round after round. And I don't have to think about it. Like, fine. Like, I understand you guys need to make money. Like, you know, when you're unlocking this new content. As, especially if it's, like, purely cosmetic, right? Yeah. Um, Like, I can live with that. But, yeah. like, if the only thing that brings you back to the game is cosmetic, then that's not going to last for long. It's a short yeah. term, right? Like, so... Right, it's like, exactly. It, it, yeah, and there's... then it's starts to kind of dilute the game a little bit. Like, didn't I see that Totally. introduced like what was the wasn't there some like crazy skins that they're throwing uh, in there the, now? The,
0: actually this season I, I purchased it because I was I wanted the skin. It was it's spawn. And it's oh, actually my super cool. Gosh. But it's not only you can play as spawn. You can play as Al Simmons, which is you know Spawn before he became Spawn. But then wow. you can also play as the fucking uh, fat clown, and oh. um, and then him as the Violator. So it's like you actually have some really cool skits, and I'm like, oh, I love Spider, I love Spawn. i got. You gotta have a it.
1: soft point. You have a soft point for Spawn, but but like to me, that's like so immersion breaking. I'm just like running oh, yeah. around. Oh, yeah. Wait, Spawn? Bon? Why the fuck is Spawn in modern warfare? <laughs> like I know so, it.
0: It's so, like, it doesn't feel tactical anymore. Now it's just, like, fortnite gimmicky. But, I, right. I mean, I mean <laughs> yeah, it is. But you made a really good point about how, like, it, it dilutes the game and, in the in, like, the content of the game because they're, like, it's like using, like, you know, toothpicks to, like, try and hold it up because they're just not strong enough, you know. It's like, yes, uh, cosmetics are great. I'm not shitting on cosmetics, but it's not enough for me to want to come back year after year after year after year or month after month after month. Just because of some cool skin. Um, I happened to come back this time because I wanted to get ready for the next game. So, like, you know, that cycle and stuff worked. But
1: it, So, well, I don't really know anything about the new one besides the trailer I saw. Like, is there anything, like, to look forward to? Or is it going to be a pretty typical Modern Warfare? Uh... It
0: looks like a pretty typical... It looks like they took everything from Modern Warfare 2 and just made it better. Um, I didn't notice anything massively different as far as the multiplayer and the campaign and stuff. I mean, it looks... Great, and from what I've heard from the people playing it beforehand, they said it plays great. So I'm excited for that. And then they announced the new zombie mode, which for the first time is now an open world kind oh. of zombie mode. So what it is is, I don't know the details. Uh, I only saw the like reveal trailer, but it looks like to me it's like almost like Warzone like, but mass co op. So like everyone gets dropped in like a war zone or some kind of large map, and then you're just like all trying to survive the this massive. You know, zombie apocalypse. Which honestly, I know a lot of people were upset because they're like, "Bring back the old zombie," but I don't want the old zombie. The old zombie was fun when it when it came out, but it's boring now. I want yeah, this. I mean, I'll just go
1: play <laughs> the old zombie if I want to play the old zombie. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> There's nothing stopping you. Yeah, so, yeah. I, the thing I always had trouble with with the zombies. It was like it seemed like it was like you just kind of either knew what you needed to do or you didn't, right? Yeah,
0: there's like a, like, and all you do is run in circles the whole freaking time. It's like, all right, kite, 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 turn around, shoot a bunch of shit. Kite, 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 shoot a bunch of shit. All right, get the new gun, shoot, shoot, shoot. You know, like, whatever. Get the laser gun or the alien blaster. And, like, yeah, it's just very repetitive. Um, yeah
1: i mean it was it was it's a great idea and i I definitely am not hating on anyone who does enjoy it but like i don't think i ever got to that level where it was like yeah first we need to do this then we need to do this then we need to you know to me it was usually just like running around opening random gates like you know
0: (laughs) it's like a fun bonus activity for me and i like to play it with like my friends and stuff but it was never i never found it to be like yeah super hardcore or anything like but so you know like you said some people are
1: yeah, I mean, that's great. If that's what you enjoyed, then go for it.
0: Yeah. No, no, while we're still on the Call of Duty, I, I I'm on my soapbox, I have two more complaints for any developers listening out there, and I want you to listen closely. <laughs> Whoever added the Riot Shield to Call of Duty, I have a message for you. Fuck you. That was an awful <laughs> choice. Uh, <laughs> that is, It's such a game-breaking thing. People just run around with it on their back, and it literally makes their back it bulletproof. And or they'll hold it up front and, like, the front is bulletproof. And I, it totally, like, defeats the immersion of the game. Because I, I hate to bring it to you, but right shields are not actually, like, real-life bulletproof. That's not how they work. <laughs> they're not, like, like, they're strong and they might be able to deflect, like, a little, uh, like, lower caliber bullets. But, like, high caliber bullets it, are going to pierce right through that thing. Or after a while will get weak and then pierce through it. So it's, like, uh, it just blows my I just hate it. Because it's just, like, such, like, you see a right shield coming and you're just like, this fucking guy. This guy on, with his goddamn riot shield.
1: I yeah. And then of course when I equipped a riot shield and then I try to do that same thing, I can't I can't kill like two people. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh and then wait, I got one more. I got what's well, my last one, and this is gonna be the most divisive, and people are gonna come at me on, on threads for this. But yeah, fuck Twitter. Um it's <laughs> Snipers do not belong in regular multiplayer on Call of Duty. There, I said it. They do not (laughs) fucking belong. Because you get these guys who are just like, think they're all fucking skilled and shit, and they're using a gun that literally kills you in one shot by getting shot in the fucking kneecap. And they run around the map with these all, they like... Melt the gun down, so it's like it's the smallest possible amount, but the bullet still does full damage, and they run around and they'll one shot you, and they're like, ah-ha-ha, suck loser, and I'm like, dude, you're literally using a <laughs> cheating weapon that like basically is like this like you something you would unlock in an n sixty four game to to like have a one shot golden gun, you know what I mean, and they use it, and they think they're this like hot shit. Uh, I don't think you're hot shit. I think you're a loser, and I'm saying it on the air.
1: I love it. I love how spicy <laughs> you clearly guess, are about getting sniped in Modern Warfare. I,
0: I know. It's,
1: pro- it's probably a bunch of bullshit on my part, but I just hate it <laughs> well, so much. <laughs> but I'll take that opportunity to mention one thing, right? So in Call of Duty because of the loadout system, right, like, all guns are created equally. So if you have the lowest caliber pistol to the highest caliber sniper, right, It, do, it, it they're all created equal. Like, you can equip it without needing to do, give anything, right?
0: And yeah, yeah. that's
1: actually when when I got into Counter-Strike a little bit and and games, you know, of that nature, I started to really appreciate the whole cost model, which before right. I was really against it because I was like, I don't want to have to think about, like, you know spending this money and what whatnot but once you get a hang of it you're like oh okay this makes a lot of sense like you have whatever you know earned money through killing or you know whatever you know you need to do in the game to get money
0: better stronger weapon get that better
1: stronger Mm -hmm. weapon and then you know if you get killed you might have you might be handing it off to the enemy or you might just lose it so like uh, uh, that complaint makes me think about that, where I'm like, I really appreciated the more, like, complex shooters, um, you know, less Modern Warfare, or sorry, less Call of Duty shooters, um, because of that, like, system. It just felt, you know, it, it felt a lot more fair.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good point, like, I, like if the snipers were, like, a perk you unlocked... During the multiplayer game or something like it was like you had to go in with like a regular weapon, like a assault rifle, something she could, whatever. And then like kind of like you have the um, I'm totally blinking on their names with the kill streaks, you know, and you can get yeah. like a helicopter to come in. If you could fucking right. get a. It's like, hey, you got two kills, three kills, have airdrop in your sniper rifle. That would make a little bit more sense to me. But starting off with this fucking cannon <laughs> that you basically can like hit someone's toe and kill them. It just, blow I don't know. It just seems really unbalanced to me. And obviously, there's, like, some maps that are stronger or not, and I'm not going to get right. into that debate. But I no. just hate that, like, it's like if you do, if you go into, like, the ranked matches and stuff, a lot of players will just use the same sniper rifle build that has a quick scope. Mm. and And it just, it's like as soon as they see you, they quick scope, and they can shoot, and the hitboxes in Call of Duty are honestly pretty forgiving, and and I don't love that, but they, like, they're, it's pretty wide, and you can hit, like, a couple inches off of their body and still get a hit, and you, like, they'll totally miss and get a kill, and right. I'm like, oh, but then I'll have shot, like, three or four bullets into them before that, but because my bullets don't do enough damage, I don't get, I, nothing happens, and it's just like, Ugh. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, I since we only have a few minutes left, I did you see that they like shadow dropped CS:GO 2? Sorry, CS Counter-Strike 2? Uh
1: so they <laughs> sort of <laughs> I've seen the videos about it, but I had did not see like is it is it in beta or something
0: like? <laughs> no, so as far I mean I have done zero research so someone
1: like text oh, me if I'm I wrong. But
0: it. what I think honestly what they really did is they just renamed CS:GO to CS2, Counter-Strike 2.
1: Oh wait, 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 wait! I think Let they did a big update
0: second. on it, but I think Counter Strike. Yes, Global, they did. Holy they, cow! They literally just yeah, they literally just renamed it, and I think they also, I think there's a patch along with it. I don't think it's like a like that, but <laughs> they basically are like, fuck it, let's get rid of the go, let's just call it CS2, let's let's do a big patch, let's call
1: it this. Yeah, because I went to go <laughs> download it, and it's like you have you know x amount of hours in this game, and I was like, wait a second
0: yeah, I just thought that was kind of hilarious that they and they didn't even say a thing about it. They just did it.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, have you seen some of the new mechanical elements that they're introducing in it? it's it's actually incredible. I think the thing that really stood out to me the most was smoke grenades and shooting bullets through them. And so the smoke is now an actual asset on the uh, on the map itself. And so when you shoot a bullet through it, it leaves bullet sized holes that you can see through it's it's like next level that like, is, is sick you have to yeah i'll show you the video it's it's really cool um and there was a whole bunch of things you know of that nature where it's just they clearly were were definitely thinking next level which which I, sounds I, so much fun
0: i'm gonna have to pick that up again i was never a big csgo fan i like i played counter strike at the time because that was it was fun when it came out but like csgo and kind of down i guess never felt like they had like Really kept up with the modern trends to me, and I know like a lot of people are like it's the purest of the shooters, and yeah, yada, well, yada yada. But like, yeah, it's. I mean, like, it's, it's. I just never liked the gunplay, and I know a lot of people actually like that about the game. I just never could do it. I just don't like the like the pre the static recoil patterns. Like, it just seemed really uh, gamey. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a stupid well, way to say it, but like, it's not, It's, it's not very like arcadey to me. To but, me,
1: it's. So I studied. I think study is the best way to put it because I never really played it very well. Um, but I kind of like studied CSGO a little bit a while back. Um, and, and honestly, like all of those things that you mentioned are kind of the things that make the game great. And you, you know, you start to learn the maps so well, you start to learn the weapons and their recoils so well, and the typical placements that it, in a lot of games, it kind of feels like a fighting game where you're like, you know, you know, you start to get a really good idea of everyone's options, and the fun part is is trying to read the other player's mind, right? So it becomes this crazy mind game, you know, as well as a uh, as well as a hand eye coordination game of being able to shoot, you know, yeah, okay, cool, you ran out in front of me, but did did I actually have the ability to shoot you, right? Um, and and so yeah it it's part of that reason that it actually does become a lot of fun um you know like i said i i i don't have a thousand hours in csgo um but i do really enjoy the game and i have a lot of respect for its style of of shooting you know personally i really like how guns feel in call of duty i i like call of duty shooting to me if, it might just be like the purest form of of like uh, first person shooter in video games, and and I know that's definitely not a common opinion. Uh, but on the other end, if I I would never get into Modern War or I'd never get into Call of Duty competitively because yeah. I don't think it it is built for that. But CSGO, I understand why it's competitive and it's right. compelling and competitive because they really do think about that, you know, and it's it's an important part of the design.
0: Yeah, I agree with that totally. Like I uh, if Call of Duty feels like when I play a shooter game, like I wanna feel like I have boots on the ground, tactical, like I'm like clear in a room. Like I wanna feel kinda like a military badass a little bit. And I just don't feel that with like call it, with Counter-Strike. And so I but I get like you're totally right. Like they're built for completely different things. You know, yeah. like Counter Strike is a competitive game and Call of Duty is a multiplayer shooter arcade game, which is funny that I called Counter-Strike the arcade game when, honestly, Call of Duty is more the arcade,
1: but... Yeah, no, totally. I mean, Call of Duty is definitely the arcade. Call of Duty is the sprint around with a shotgun, kill six people, like, jumping and twisting at 360 degrees, you know, like, and that's fun, man. Like, that is seriously fun. That's why Call of Duty has been one of my favorite franchises uh, for for, for first-person shooters, but... But when you take that to the competitive side, everything you just complained about earlier is exactly why I wouldn't play competitive. <laughs> because it's <Right>. like <laughs> it's, it's not like consistent. a sniper and a pistol aren't different, right? And so it's like it, it seems like a really frustrating, you know, uh, game to take seriously.
0: It totally is. I think they do need to I would love to see a more I don't know, refined competitive mode in Call of Duty where maybe like they had like a predefined loadout. it's like hey this is for this week this is the loadout this is everybody gets the same loadout, or or like here you get like five guns to choose from or something like that like that would make sense i don't know i'm I'm just guns on the
1: map you know like the old school style yeah (laughs) pick up
0: (laughs) that'd be hilarious man
1: put a sniper in the middle of the map see people fight over it you know i mean i I I don't halo yeah maybe i'm off there but still um I, I, I'm very much looking forward to playing Counter-Strike uh, 2 um, very badly. I'm sure I'll get my butt kicked, but um, I, will, I will certainly enjoy it.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm probably going to play some. Maybe we'll talk about it again next episode. Um, but I think it's a good time to, to wrap up then. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to be notified when we post a new episode every Tuesday morning. And you can also find us on social media, at Pixelated Realms or Pixelated Realms Podcast. Thank you very much.